Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Follower, which uh, this episode I'm uh, pretty certain will be the final episode of the year 2020. A very interesting year for all of us and one that none of us could have ever imagined or predicted. But yeah, here we are now at the end of the year and uh, I thought that uh, I would just share some thoughts on the idea of celebrating a new year and is there any sort of theological significance to celebrating the beginning of a new year, an end of one and a beginning of a next one? And and my answer to that is uh, yes, I think there is some theological significance to new years and I think that's something that we see in the life of the Jewish people. In fact, that's what I want to do uh, in this episode is to kind of talk about the Jewish rituals of the new year and glean some insights and some lessons that we can gain from how the Jews celebrate and acknowledge uh, new years and how it has deep, deep theological meaning for the Jewish people. So, We'll attempt to do that, or I will. I hope you enjoy uh, this final episode of The Follower in uh, 2020. And again, thanks for uh, tuning in. So the first thing we need to remember is that when we talk about uh, celebrating the new year, In relation to the Jewish New Year, the Jews are on a different calendar than what the rest of us are on. The the Jews have their own Jewish calendar. It's a lunar calendar, not a solar calendar. And their New Year typically falls in the uh, September-October time period. So they're not celebrating the the beginning of 2021 at the same time we are. They have their own uh, calendar that they follow, but their rituals each and every year at their new year is to me uh, quite profound and very helpful and almost even convicting to me as uh, as a Christian. Now, the Jewish New Year is called Rosh Hashanah, and that may be a term that you've heard before. Rosh Hashanah literally in Hebrew means the head of the year. It's the beginning of the new year, but it is in conjunction or there's a relationship between Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, and Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. And these two um, days, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, are what is referred to as the High Holy Days of the Jewish calendar. And it marks the beginning of a new year for the Jews. And... uh, Rosh Hashanah comes first. It actually is on the beginning of the new year. The biblical roots of this we see in Leviticus uh, 23 
But this head of the year, this new year, Rosh Hashanah, uh, this high holy day, there would be trumpets that would be sounded over and over and over again, the sounding of trumpets. Now, these trumpets obviously are used not in a musical sense here, but they're used because, number one, they are loud. Trumpets are loud. They get your attention. And so the trumpet, of course, for the Jews is the shofar, the ram's horn. But in the Bible, these trumpets, these shofars are sounded for different reasons uh, to alert people that there is an enemy coming, perhaps. There's, it is wartime for uh, judgment, the shofar would be sounded. And we see this in the book of Revelation, the seven trumpets of, of Revelation, which are really announcing, getting people's attention and announcing that there is judgment that is coming upon the earth. It's also used for for other things, um, things that are maybe more positive, the arrival of a king that is coming into uh, a city and things like that. So on this high holy day, on New Year's Rosh Hashanah, for the Jews, you would hear trumpets sounded over and over again. And in some rituals and ceremonies and synagogues, uh, a hundred uh, trumpet sounds would be, you would hear. And it would be, again, a symbol for the people to take notice, okay, to, if you will, wake up. It's it's a new year now. It's time to get out of your, your slumber and hear these trumpets and wake up. It would have been alerting the people that something new is now happening, something important, Rosh Hashanah. It's the beginning of a new year, and it would lead into Rosh Hashanah what a period called the 10 days of awe. So there's a 10-day period in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Every year, the Jews for their new year, to celebrate their new year, would hear all these trumpets, which would alert them to wake up and to prepare a 10-day period of repentance and awe leading to Yom Kippur. So if I'm describing this in a, in a clear way to you, which I hope I am, uh, again, in summary thus far, what, what, what the process is, the rituals for the Jews, each and every new year for their Jewish calendar would be this, um, in essence, this 12-day uh, process beginning with Rosh Hashanah, the actual head of the year, the new year, where there would be loud uh, and frequent trumpet sounding in synagogues and in the cities, and the people <clears throat> would um, uh, view these trumpets as a indication, as a reminder for them to uh, wake up 
and to be aware of of God's presence in their life in the new year. And it would lead then into this 10-day period in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And these 10 days are called the days, the 10 days of awe, or the days of repentance, or the days of return. It just depends on how you phrase it. But to repent is to return. It is to turn from your sin and then return to God. And so the Jews every year would have 10 days of this. And the trumpets, again, I think here really symbolizing God's presence and his judgment and his righteousness, but also his faithfulness and his love and provision. The people every year would go, do go, still they still do this, go into a period of repentance and reflection for 10 days right at the beginning of the new year and there's this shift in mood that happens uh rosh hashanah with the trumpets it is a celebratory it's a beginning of something new and fresh but then it alerts them to their need to wake up morally spiritually and they go into a period of of repentance and reflection, seeking forgiveness, praying, fasting, going to people maybe who have wronged them or just strangers in general. And, and, and they would say the phrase and, and well wish them, may your name be written in the book of life. So this sort of thing would go on for 10 days and does go on for 10 days at the beginning of every Jewish new year where everyone individually is called to turn from their sin and return to God with their whole heart, right? The great commandment of loving the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. This is what the Jews do every year. And I think that there are... um, incredible theological benefits to, to doing this every year. I think there are lessons for us as as Christians, depending on what type of Christian we are. Are we evangelical? Are we uh, mainline, Roman Catholic? Uh, however you want to describe yourself as a, as a Christian, there are some benefits into looking at how the Jews celebrate the new year. And I want to talk about some of those things uh, right after this short break. Many of us take the time each year to kind of look ahead and make some resolutions. So perhaps in our tradition, we we do something similar, but but maybe not as intense, not as intentional. For the Jews, this is this is intentional. Every year, they take these days of all these days of repentance to return to God to evaluate their own lives their own hearts, and 
to make it a practice to be mindful of God in their life, in their relationship with him and with others. And so even though we, we may do that in our mind, um, maybe not so much in our churches or in our homes or in our own lives as intentionally or as intensely as what we see in the Jewish community. Now, we have the 12 days of Christmas. The Jews have the 10 days of awe and repentance. I think there's a little bit of a, of a difference there. And so I do think that there are some great benefit in our own personal lives and in the life of our uh, churches to promote and to practice uh, something like what the Jews do every year, the days of all in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And maybe that's the, the week in between Christmas and New Year's where, again, at Christmas we are celebrating the birth of Christ, who in Matthew chapter 1, we're told he came to save his people from their sins. And we celebrate that. And then maybe the, the following week leading up to a new year, we, um, we think about those sins that he saved us from. And we think about the sins that maybe we're still struggling with in our lives and in our hearts. And uh, whether it's thoughts or deeds or uh, behaviors, whatever it may be, and to take that week, which for many of us tends to be a downtime anyway, uh, in between Christmas and New Year's, and to encourage one another to make those into days of awe, where we're turning from sin in our own life, and we're returning to God, and then we start the new year with a clean slate. And for the Jews, that's what they would have done. They would have had this uh, new year, the Rosh Hashanah celebration, the blowing of the, the trumpets loud, alerting people that the time has come now to go into a period of 10 days of repentance and reflection, standing in awe before God and his love and his mercy, but also the judgment to come and then that would lead for the Jews to the to the day of Yom Kippur, which would kind of end the New Year uh, uh, period. These high holy days ends in Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, when the sin is removed from the people. Yom Kippur is such an important day because the Jews would have, when they celebrate this, they're reminded that their sin has been removed, that God has dealt with their sin. They had just been spending the past 10 days looking and reflecting upon their sin, confessing their sin, fasting. And Yom Kippur then is an acknowledgement that God has taken these sins and he's removed them. And we know for us as, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, that that's what God has done with our sin. He has put our sins on Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and our sins have been forgiven, just as Matthew said that first Christmas, that Jesus, the Messiah, would come to save his people from their sins. And so this new year, I encourage you maybe to think about that, even though the new year is now upon us, but to give thanks. And maybe read a passage in Ephesians chapter 5, 
in verses 6 through 14, which talks about waking up, arising from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. That's Ephesians 5, 14. But take some time to look at Ephesians 5, 6 through 14, and maybe as a guide to your own personal uh, time of reflection, your days of all, and your celebration of your forgiveness through Christ. I want to thank you again for for tuning in to this podcast, and I'll continue to uh, post new ones in the in the new year. Um, I thought though it'd be appropriate just to end in a in a prayer uh, as we think about these great truths, theological truths, and as we enter into uh, a new year, let's uh, ask God to be glorified uh, in our lives. And um, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your faithfulness to us through what has been a very difficult year for many of us. Thank you for your faithfulness, for your love, which is steadfast, for your provision in our lives, for family and friends, brothers and sisters in Christ who have walked with us through the ups and downs of this past year. We thank you for those blessings, and we give you praise for for them all. We also are thankful for how you have dealt with our sin, and uh, our sins are many. And we thank you that through faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord, whom you sent to this earth to save us from our sins, that we can go into a new year fully assured of our love and our standing before you, our forgiveness because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for us. Jesus, we thank you for your love and for your sacrifice. And we follow you as you lead us into a new year. We pray that your Spirit would fill us with the fruit of the Spirit, the power to be your witnesses as we walk with you into um, this next year. We thank you again, and we pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, thanks again for taking the time. I uh, hope you have a great new year. And we look forward to seeing you here soon in the next few days. God bless you. My name is Michael Brogna, and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Take care.